that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player N64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand off. Hitting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player N64. You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'm a teller hoe. It was all no love. Welcome everybody to Jeff vs. the World. And this is a Bully and the Hipster Sports Talk podcast. This is episode number 19. And like always, I got my man Shahid. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone's enjoying themselves this week. Oh, boy. Let's jump right into it. The playoffs, man. For a Minnesota Vikings fan, it was rough. It was a rough watch. Uh, I don't even know how to start this. The better team won. That's the first thing. Uh, that day, the better team on the field, we just looked outmatched. They were faster. We couldn't get the running game going on the outside or the inside. Once they shut the running game down, it was over with for us. And, you know, every, as everybody knows, that's how the Minnesota Vikings go. Similar to the uh, 49ers themselves, was once the running game get going, then play action is going to open up for us. Uh, it was just the defense just... Like I've been saying all year, that that window for our defense is closing. And <laughs> it was shown, what was it, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Um, is, is the window closed or did have a bad game? I, I, think the, I, I just think the window's closing. I mean, you got Joseph. He's not, he's getting older. Who knows if, you know, where he's going to be at as far as, you know, on the defensive line. Uh, Harrison, Ford, Harrison Smith is getting older. <laughs> Everyone gets older until they die. Your best defensive player is only 25. Yes, I understand that. But again, we got a broken up Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> I mean, like I said, like I was telling, like I was texting you, I didn't realize how much he was going through this season, pretty much, you know, just being out on the field. And we'll see. I mean, I guess, you know, we'll pack it in and, you know, we'll do it again next year. But uh, now we got to look for our offensive coordinator because our offensive coordinator is now the head coach <laughs> for the Cleveland Browns. And I just don't know how that works out. You know, everybody from the Vikings, does the offensive coordinator end up going somewhere else? It is like the game before they leave is always a shitty game. And I'm like, well, that's what you're getting. You know, these are the plays. These This is the offense that he's going to run. And maybe it might work in Cleveland. Maybe they have the personnel that, Maybe running better. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I don't think you, I don't think the quarterback is an upgrade there. Um, you already know. Um, you're just trying to be nice. It's we, not going to work there because the because the owner is still the same owner. That's true. Um, the one thing the one thing I noticed once we got that interception at the end of the second quarter, they clearly took the ball out of uh, Garoppolo's uh, hands. They were strictly a running team, and we could not stop it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's, a, and it's something to be said about that because I, I was laughing this weekend about the whole concept of quarterback wins. I personally think it's garbage, but I mean, this is a weekend where Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill has a QB win, and 
Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers have QB wins, and they play completely different games. Yet they're both going to be credited with a win. Like oh, Jimmy, Garoppolo, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo was not the reason San Francisco won. He hasn't been the reason they won the entire season, but he gets the credit because he just happens to play quarterback and he's handsome. <laughs> That's what it is when you play QB1. I mean, in, in what, from from what high school on up, no matter what, the QB is the one that, you know, that gets that recognition for some weird reason because I'm looking at, I mean, me as far as me looking at the Titans game, I'm looking at no, y'all need to start looking at giving that praise to Derrick Henry in the defense. But, you know, that's just me. But any thoughts on the Minnesota game uh, on your side? Because I'm just exhausted and I'm just ready, waiting for next I week. mean, the better team won. San Francisco was healthy for the first time in a long time. And you have to play perfect to beat them when they're, when they're humming like that on defense. And they did not play perfect. You know, they were able to kind of like neutralize Dalvin Cook. So Kirk Cousins wasn't going to, like, you know, you take that out the way. And the receivers were kind of beat up. You know, I know Dalen was dealing with an injury. So there was a lot of disadvantages. They were coming in at that. And it's kind of like Kirk Cousins can only overcome so much. You know that. I know that. You know, it's no, it's no shame losing to a better team on the road. Those things happen. So... Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't feel bad. Like I said, I think I've become numb to it. Just just by Minnesota Vikings Man, playoff. Cut, cut that no, out. No, that no, whole no. Minnesota curse and all that. No, no, no. I'm not, talk, I'm just not talking about a curse. I'm just saying, ever since, like, what, 97 or 98, it's just been this thing about Minnesota in the playoffs. Are we ever going to get to that championship? And it's just, you know. I just Look, don't never get overhyped about it. I've as known. an Eagles fan who heard the same nonsense, you can't pay that any mind because, quite frankly, what the Eagles did in the early 2000s had nothing to do with the late 2000s, and it didn't have anything to do with what happened in 2017. Yet you heard, I still heard people, oh, you know, the Eagles been to Super Bowl, Eagles been to NFC Championship game, blah 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 blah. Never won a Super Bowl. What that have to do with Carson? What that have to do with those players? Like, what does Gary Anderson missing the field goal have anything to do with Dalvin Cook not finding the hole to run through? I know as a fan, no. I know as a fan, you may feel yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to take each year as a new year. Like, it's I always do. Like, I'm optimistic about next year. I'm like, I'm not saying we're not going. to I always say every year. Well, you know, we'll pack it in. We'll do it again next year. I'm never one of those fans that's going to gripe. I'm making. I'm making that Thor meme face like that. <laughs> are you? Are you really? When you yeah. say optimistic, I'm making. That I'm thing always like, optimistic. I'm always, I, I just because I don't say, you know, it's a little deflating, get, you know, getting to a certain point and thinking, ah, you have a shot. But, you know, after seeing San Francisco on the field, like you said, healthier than 100 percent, it's like, OK, yeah, the better team won. Um, it's just things that we have to work on as a team. Like we have we had a good team this year. That's no question. It's just that I don't think in certain games that we played our best. Well, we should have. Like, I think, you know, the Green Bay game, that was a clusterfuck. This game, you know, it was a bad game. We just have those games where we just play it bad. And it's cool. I get it. We're in the playoffs. Some teams won't even end the playoffs. So I I, I take solace in that. But, it, hey, I do want a championship before I die. Well, I leave this earth anyway. Okay. We shall see. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, are you 90 years old? Oh, hell no. 
Then with this whole, <laughs> I want to see a chance before I die. Like, you think, are you oh, planning yeah. on dying anytime soon? I don't think so. You know, I hope not. You shouldn't talk like that. Good I, Lord. Look, man, listen. I, you talking to somebody who like the Vikings and the Cubs. You know, no, I'm not even going to get into this conversation. We're going to move on to that. And you've, been, and you've been alive long enough to see the Cubs win. Oh, yeah. And I thought I'd never see that. All right. So this, you know, you turn to a Philadelphia fan before like the late 2000s, they hadn't won anything since the 80s. None of the teams like between 83 and 2007 was a bunch of nothing to the Phillies won, And then, you know, the Eagles went in 2017 was a long, like imagine being an Eagles fan. Last time they won a championship was in the 60s. Yeah, I, I listen. So, I understand it. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm dramatizing it a little bit too much, you, but uh, uh, a little bit. <laughs> I just want to see us win a championship. That's all. Uh, so the next game, uh, what was it? What was the Saturday night game? You already know what the Saturday night game was. Oh yeah, the Titans in Baltimore. Uh, let's just say that game. I mean, I knew it was going to be a tough game. I just it didn't. The outcome was not what. I think 95% of us thought. Yeah, I mean, people knew it was going to be a close game. People didn't think Baltimore would forget how to score from fourth and ones. Like, that's basically what happened. Like, it's Tennessee maximized, you know, their game plan. They came on the game plan. They enforced it. Baltimore did not. And Baltimore made just enough mistakes for that game to be the way it was. Like, it's simple. But that's not the, you know... Like Baltimore dealing with injuries, but Mark Andrews was banged up. Mark Ingram was definitely banged up, so that affected the offense. And that showed where it's like a lot of four for ones. It's a Mark Ingram play instead of running QB sneaks and they running them. And it seemed like there's been a lot of teams not know how to do quarterback sneaks in the playoffs this year. Because mm. it's been a lot of people, a lot of teams not getting it for various reasons. And twice that, like they were in Tennessee, like between the 25 and 40, about what eight or nine times mm -hmm. and all they got was 12 points like they had multiple chances to score they did not score enough they made just enough mistakes for them to bite them behind but all the talk is oh Lamar Jackson I guess Bill Polian was right <laughs> imagine imagine being accountable for 500 yards in the playoffs and people are like oh you suck oh you know they were waiting for that all, all, mm -hmm. all the people that were, that were against him and were salty about his season that he was having loved to watch this game. I love to see him lose. Flag AVI was out and about. <laughs> dog, a, dog AVI. See, he should have thrown from the pocket. I'm like, most of the passes were from the pocket. He threw for over 300. He ran for over 100. Yeah. Like, he was still out there playing. He didn't quit even when, you know, the game was out of reach. So, did he have his best game? No. Did he make mistakes? Yes. Did he have a bad game? Imagine talking about his QB play when another quarterback threw for 70 yards. You know, I, <laughs> I was telling somebody. Twice, that's, twice. I know Ryan Tannehill had a good second half of the season. You would not know that if you watched him in the playoffs. You'd be wondering, why is he playing? I guarantee you, if this is a quarterback that was universally loved, like an Aaron Rodgers, well, Aaron Rodgers ain't universally loved, but if it was an Aaron Rodgers, it was a white quarterback. Oh, he gutted it out. That would be the thing. He gutted it out. He didn't give up on his team. He kept playing. But what I'm getting from this is just, ugh. Like, now they don't, 
it's not just the black thing, it's the style he plays. Because Deshaun Watson doesn't get this. You think think about it. And Mahomes gets it a little bit, but not like this. Lamar Jackson's polarizing because it's like, oh, he reminds him of Michael Vick, and they never liked Michael Vick either. That whole running around, it's like you running around, and you can't. It, people who talk about Lamar Jackson don't really watch Lamar Jackson. They see highlights, and they have stereotypes. Oh, he's black, and he can run, so he must not be able to throw. That's why he's running. And they go from there. You know, like he throws the majority of his passes from the pocket. He's a pocket passer that happens to also be able to run. But if you're not a Baltimore fan, you, and, you know, like, black QBs only consider pocket passes where they're slow and fat. Like Jameis Winston. Everybody else is like, we're just running around. So, yeah, it's like, oh, I know a lot of scouts. They got in trouble. I know they're feeling good now. Oh, the MVP had a bad game, so that makes them feel better about uh, – last time I checked, he's still going to be the MVP. And y'all want him to play wide out. So – one game shouldn't be a whole sample size. Like I knew you were right. Like let's let's get that. Cause the main talk is, you know why they lost? Cause Derrick Henry's Optimus Prime or a super shredder or the juggernaut, <laughs> whatever you want to call. Him. Earl Thomas is a Hall of Famer and he and he treated him like a little boy. Yeah, that was oof. That was. <laughs> like God, he's pushing him out of the way. He's like he want nothing. Get out of here. And it's not Earl Thomas' fault because he was talking like I don't know how people be handling. It. I guess they don't believe in tackling. Like no. It's kind of hard to tackle a bulldozer with wheels. <laughs> like people, people are learning how important a running back is when they're a special running back, and they just ran Derrick Henry over and over and over and over and over again. They get tiring and taxing tackling that all day long. Like nobody wants to do that shit, and that's the story. Derrick Henry and Tennessee's defense, and Mike Vrabel won that game. Ryan Tannehill was just a placeholder. He's fucking what? Derrick Henry's like what? Six two, six three, six two, six three, six two, six three. Listed anywhere between two hundred thirty-five and two hundred forty-two pounds. And you want to be running around? Yeah, tackling, trying with, to tackle him all game. speed. <laughs> he's not just a big guy. He's a big guy that can run with speed. So speed and momentum and size creates difficulty trying to tackle that, and especially trying to tackle that 25, 30 times and. I like the notion this whole we did this whole running backs don't matter because Tennessee has proven that running backs matter because Ryan Tannehill not didn't beat the Patriots and he damn sure didn't beat Baltimore. <laughs> They're covering the defense did. You know, it's funny. I, and I just find I find that little caption on Mimi or whatever people keep putting up. Oh, uh, Ryan Tannehill wasn't the problem in, in Miami. I'm like, okay, that's the story you want to go. Get, with. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had an excellent second half of the season. Yes. Awesome. And he he definitely was not, you know, he had his issues in Miami. He hasn't had those issues in Tennessee. But you would, but like the point I brought up before, if you didn't watch any Tennessee games and you watched them in the playoffs, you think that was the same Ryan Tannehill from Miami. So it's kind of like, you know, it's always based on what you're watching. And that's not fair because if you played that way, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. But I don't want the narrative to be, Ryan Tannehill's leading Tennessee one game to the Super Bowl because that's oh he he helped get them in the playoffs. He has not been that man in the playoffs, and he hasn't had to be. Luckily for them, and I will say this: um, Derrick Henry might have to run fifty times if they think they go in the Super Bowl because Baltimore has an awesome offense, 
and they had some injury they had to deal with. They also their offense is still like explosive. Kansas City's Kansas City. And I think the biggest thing people forgot was we forgot about Patrick Mahomes. He's healthy. Because Lamar Jackson had his awesome year and Patrick Mahomes was like injured for like six weeks. We kind of forgot what he did last year. And can't, you know, somebody brought up a point like he's, you know, the what they say, most skilled passer, best passer we had. And people was like, oh, no. And they say he's a, a better passer than Aaron Rodgers. And certain people had a front to that. What's the affront? He is. Like, Aaron Rodgers is probably the best QB talent-wise we ever had. Patrick Mahomes throwing passes, no-look passes. <laughs> he's curving passes. He's throwing passes with both hands. When Aaron Rodgers start doing that, you hit me up with Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's no shame of being the best QB of your generation when you move to the next generation. Yeah, time moves on. Um, and I guess we'll start with there with the the Chiefs and Texans game. Uh, that game started off, this had to be the wildest game this weekend. Because, what was it, 24? 24, 24 Yeah, 24 nothing. I was like, ugh, this isn't good. Once the uh, Kansas City got going and <laughs> that offense was rolling, let me ask you a question: Were you were you worried? I wasn't. Wor- think, I mean, I, if I was worried, I would have think- turned the game. I never turned the game because I was like, "Nah, I thought I thought they could come back." Would At you- any point, did you think he was going to win? No, I, honestly. Then that's all you have to know. They were up twenty-four nothing. You weren't even worried. That's all you need to know about the game. Because there's no, there's no other situation where a team's up 24 nothing and you're like, oh, well, this ain't enough. That's the problem when you play against Kansas City. And that's why I laugh about this whole thing, of, laugh about Houston and like Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien should have been fired a long time ago. That should have been a season, yeah. two years ago. And he, he coached the worst game last week when they played Buffalo. But people kind of ignored that because... Josh Allen was doing what he was doing in Houston one heavens. And he did not coach the best game because, you know, going kicking a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and one was cowardly, especially when you say you need to score at least 50 and then doing a fake punt at your 30 was even worse. But that wasn't the re- they That didn't matter why they lost. They lost because they played Kansas city. <laughs> I mean, in this whole, Oh, he need to be fired. Cause he blew a 24 zero lead. It could have been a 35-0 lead. It's like it's, it wasn't like they were going up and down the field and stopping Kansas City. What fumble, block punt, you know, like like a lot of fluke stuff. Like yeah, they they got a lot of points from like mistakes Kansas City was making. As soon as Kansas City cut down the mistakes, it was a wrap. And that's the problem playing Kansas City when when they're healthy. It's kind of like you have to not make mistakes and hope they make mistakes to beat them. The only reason they won the Super Bowl last year is because they made mistakes against New England. That's true. That's that it. Is true. New England didn't stop them. Kansas City, you know, are offsides, a dropped interception. Like three or four, uh, you know, a penalty that shouldn't be called. Three or four things had to happen for them to lose. And, I and always, that's New England. And I always forget about that, too. I always forget it was just mistakes the reason why they didn't beat uh, the Patriots. A lot of and people, and people, you know, people have been hyping, people, rightfully so, been posting Lamar Jackson. So they forgot, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, he's a warlock. <laughs> like, he's doing he's doing things that quarterbacks can't do. 
like physically or wouldn't even think about doing. Travis Kelsey, you know, he's healthy. As as talented and as disruptive as Tyreek Hill is and Miko Hartman is, Travis Kelsey runs that engine. And if Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are both healthy and Patrick Mahomes healthy, you are not stopping them. Not like you're not beating them unless they beat themselves. And that's what happened. The fact that they had to say, sorry, we ran out of fireworks because we scored too many touchdowns tells you all you need to know <laughs> about how that game goes. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't know that. I yes. Was... <laughs> they, ran, they normally shoot off fireworks when they score touchdowns, and they ran out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, once they got rolling, it was just like, shit, is this a, a pro team or a college team on the field? Because they just, just scoring at will. Andy Reid is it people make fun of Andy Reid because of playoff issues and he hasn't won a Super Bowl. But Andy Reid's offensive genius has been doing this for a long time. Keep in mind, he was he's been a head coach since what 99, 2000, almost tw- almost tw- almost 20 years, and he's coached a lot of great QBs, a lot of average QBs, and one thing. And here's the thing: there's never been a time. Andy, like Andy Reid hasn't always had a great quarterback. He's always had good QB play. Always. And now you're giving him Patrick Mahomes and a bye week? What? Houston didn't have a chance. So I don't I don't get mad when they're like, oh, they blew a 24-0 lead and like blah, blah, blah. So what? <laughs> they, weren't playing a, they weren't playing a regular team and they didn't get that lead by regular means. So it's it doesn't mean anything to me, and it's like Houston will never recover from that. We forgot about the Oilers; they were up thirty-five-three at halftime, and they blew that game. Yeah, the, the Houston will be fine; they'll bounce back. Um, they have, they have a bad weekend right now between between the Texans and the Astros. Um, yes, that's a story for another day. But it's like I always, I always told you, Houston is a city full of scammers. <laughs> uh, and we got to the last game. I was damn disappointed. The Packers advance, beat the Seahawks 28-23. Um, but it was a it was, it was a good game, and I felt like Seahawks had a chance. But mm-hmm. she didn't work out for them because that damn defense. Coaching is the reason why the Seahawks lost. Uh, because, yes, because... What did you tell me while watching the game? Why is Russell Wilson running around like it's a video <laughs> game? It, I swear, anybody who listened to it, I know, you know, I now I'm no dummy. I know, yeah, they you know draw plays and stuff. But the way Russell Wilson is out there running for his life just Hold makes up, me Chef. huh? Are you sure they draw plays? <laughs> I, am I a hundred percent sure? No, I cannot say I'm a hundred percent sure. Because they may call plays, and we might see a play happen, but I damn sure was like, okay, Russell, run around for nine seconds and then throw an underneath shovel pass. Uh, I'm sure that's not a play call in the playbook. Like, it is all the time. Like, Russell Wilson is amazing, and he has to be amazing because that offense is a mess. It's like, we're going to keep running the ball. They treat Russell Wilson like he's Ryan Tannehill. Treat him like he's Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah. that's the problem. Like, you running the ball with no running backs and Marshawn Lynch that was on his couch up until like, you know, three weeks ago. 
and not getting anything. And it's like, okay, I guess Russ got to make his magic. He got running around till the Packers get tired and then throw a jump ball to DK Metcalf or throw a slant because people can't cover somebody for eight seconds or run for 15 yards here and 19 yards here. Or, you know, I'm going to throw a shovel pass. I might throw a lateral. I'm just doing whatever. It's like, and it's every play he's doing it. And it's kind of like, if you need to do that to win, you ain't winning. <laughs> it's it's insane. I, and you know, maybe it's because I only watched maybe two or three Seattle games this year, maybe four. But and I was just watching, and I'm just like, is he even? What is happening right? Like, <laughs> Jeff, he has been like that for at least the past three years, at least. He is always doing that. And that's why Seattle fans are so frustrated because it's like, this can't be life. Like, I can't just keep doing this over and over and over again because it's a shelf life to that. And meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers played like the Aaron Rodgers of old. He wasn't playing like old Aaron Rodgers. He played like the Aaron Rodgers people. Oh, yeah, just time, having time back there to do what he wanted to do. And to be honest, it wasn't it, – all he had was Adams and Graham. Every third down, Jimmy Graham. I was like – you ain't gonna if you don't have nobody that can cover Jimmy Graham, they're gonna pick up these this third down. And clearly they were just picking up third down like it was nothing. And people complain about that spot on third down in the game, even though it's kind of like the line was in the wrong spot. They got to the marker that was in the field, but people focus on the line on the screen, and the line was actually like a yard ahead of it. So it's like, oh, they got bone. It's like, no, they didn't. And even then, okay, it's four for one. Okay, they just go for it then. Yeah. So it's not like that was a fourth down play. That was a third down play. But, yeah, Green Bay. I know you didn't like it because Green Bay won. I know you put about Aaron Rodgers, especially that picture you sent me. <laughs> but as a fan that's not following you by now, it's hilarious where there's a Super Bowl that everybody wants to see, and it's a Super Bowl that only a few fan bases want to see. Like, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes sell itself. Green Bay, Kansas City. Aaron Rodgers, you know, one last time. Patrick Mahomes, the young gunslinger. Andy Reid's the old coach. Matt LaFleur's the new coach. It's going to be an exciting-ass game. You know damn well it'd be hilarious if we got San Francisco and Tennessee. Because it's kind of like San Francisco is like, you know, return of a dynasty. Jimmy G, he's handsome. And John Lynch did this. And Richard Sherman gets to run his mouth for two weeks. What's the week on t- Tennessee? He's going to bring 3 6 Mafia. I'm going to talk about Derek. Ryan, redemption story for Ryan Tannehill. Ugh. You know, Derek, Derek Henry bring up the running back. Like, that's a cool story. If you're from Tennessee and you're a regular fan, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Nobody want to see a 10 7 game in the Super Bowl. Because that's what it's going to be. San Francisco, Tennessee in the Super Bowl, they're going to run all day long. It's going to have like 400 yards of run plays. Whichever quarterback hits 150 yards first wins. Like, Nah. But look, shout out to all my people in Tennessee, but I ain't trying to see y'all in the Super Bowl. I really, nah, I'm really not. <laughs> That's, that, that is not what I'm trying to see in the Super Bowl because I will get bored. And I wouldn't even mind San Francisco against Kansas City because it's like, you know, offense versus defense. And I definitely get the root for Kansas City because I ain't for no team with Nick Bowles, so you can kiss my ass. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Richard, sorry, Richard Sherman. No offense, but nah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, now you don't want to root for, uh, root for Nick Bowser. Like, 
I never liked that bum. I just wasn't surprised people were cheering for him, but just hearing all these that's why I say it doesn't matter how you feel what, what? you say you produce. Because Nick Bosa is basically a racist. And it's like it just got swept on the rug because like, you know, defensive rookie of the year. He's might be one of the best defensive players in the league. He's also a bigot. But look, look, this is what I had to uh, ask you. And I meant to text it to you, but I just, you know, I I probably just forgot. Okay, you remember when he was laying down, I guess he might have been hurt, but then he just kind of like popped up. Mm-hmm. And they were showing people in the crowd. And it was this grown-ass man crying. And I was just like, you got to be shitting me. With a Nick Bowles of the jersey on, I was just like, I thought this shit, only, ha- I thought this shit only happened in wrestling. And then they Fair. showed him again when he hopped up and he just started cheering with tears in his eyes. And I'm just like, look. Eric Fisher, when they scored touchdown, Eric Fisher took the two bears at the Stone Cold celebration. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of intersectional, you know, things going on between pro wrestling and football. And fan is short for fanatic. Yeah. You could shoot, you could shoot somebody, and if you could still play, they're like, oh well, he should have ducked. They will justify anything if you produce him. And trust me, all the talk about Colin Kaepernick. If he ever got a chance, he led a team to eleven and five. They'd be like, you know what? I'll kneel for the flag too. <laughs> all that stuff, all, all that stuff will go out the damn window. So it's all about production. Antonio Brown keeps getting interviews. And keeps getting chances. And that man's a lunatic at this point. So oh, yeah. I'm not surprised about you know, Michael Vick was the most hated. Ask Philly fans how they feel about Michael Vick. They love him. He's a warrior. He did his time. He never quit. You know, he gave a hundred percent. He's more popular in Philly than McNabb. Which is insane. McNabb pro played with sports turn. He, he threw touchdowns on a broken ankle multiple touchdowns like that man he gave his damn body to philly won them multiple divisions took them to the super bowl like philly ran the nfc east when McNabb was there and they were always in the playoffs as long as he was healthy and now even before the off-field stuff which is kind of like did not help they never liked him like that because like you know he's he too something he too fake i don't like the suit commercials and da 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 he too sensitive i'm like i'll be too i get dragged i get booed as soon as i get drafted because because certain people wanted ricky williams so yeah it's it's all about if you produce it doesn't like because tyreek hill out there putting putting babies in arm bars for all we know and it don't matter if he's catching 60 yard bombs People don't care. Yeah, I get you. You know that's that's one thing that you are right about because when it comes to producing on the field, and even even as we know with wrestling itself, uh, with the stuff that happened this weekend, if if you're being entertained or if that's your favorite, you do not give a fuck what happens in the real world. And I'm just like, ugh, I I I and, I, and I'm be honest with you, I don't know how much more I can take. And I'm just talking about don't, the wrestling part. Don't don't we all make mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> all this all this cancel culture shit you act like people perfect who has it spit in somebody's face and called them a slur you spit yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyway uh so for your uh championship game predictions who are you gonna go with winning these games um i got kansas city winning the afc it's a toss-up of the nfc because it's kind of like 
San Francisco has issues. Like, San Francisco is the most people talk about how complete they are. It's like, yeah, but you got to hide the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, unless they're able to run and not, you know, Jimmy G going to have to do something. Like, because Green Bay, is, you know, Aaron Rodgers is not Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And I know San Francisco has an awesome defense. It's still Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how they – I mean, it's a it's a way they could be Green Bay without Jimmy G. I don't know how. And that's <laughs> – I don't get this whole thing. It's kind of like you got to hide your quarterback. It, in the play, you're in the playoffs. What do we – like, this is – It was so insane. As soon as he threw that interception, they showed that coach's face. They just shut him down. They just completely was like, nope, you're done. Just hand the ball off. That's it. You heard what you heard fans try to say, well, they were already leaving. I'm like, no. They did that when they were only up by four. It was when they started that. He threw three times the rest of the game. <laughs> Y'all pay him. You know how much money they're paying him? And it's like, we don't, you're paying all that money to somebody you don't trust. Oh. That, seems to, that seems to be a failure on a lot of levels. Because yeah. then we hear all this hype about, you know, he was so good. They couldn't keep him in New England because he threatened Tom Brady's job and this, this, and this. And then he had a nice muff that was like an average Colin Kaepernick muff. They threw the and they threw the book at him, you know, the checkbook money wise. And now when the playoffs is like, oh, you know, we just want to make sure he don't throw us off the game. I'm a Philly fan hearing about Carson Wentz being called a coward because he got hit in a damn skull. And he threw for 4,000 yards with no wide receivers. And meanwhile, I'm watching the 49. They about hyping up Jimmy G while they know while they normally say, "Well, you know, we just gotta prevent him from throwing the ball." Isn't his job to throw the ball? And you're doing anything you can for him not to throw the ball, like you know, put him in situations to win by handing the ball off. That's ins- that's insane. And they going against Aaron. That's why I'm like, QB wins is a is a is nonsense, and he's going against Aaron Rodgers. I know Aaron's just looking at him like, "You gotta be shitting me." You know what that QB that that QB wins things is 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 for who they wanted with because we don't talk about uh uh the old but the QB from Baltimore like that when they won their championship. Nobody talks about him. Talk, talk about I defense. mean, they kind of, they talk they try to have it both ways. They say, "Oh, you can you don't need a quarterback because Trent Dilfer won." They kind of say it backhand, but Trent Dilfer actually threw the ball though. Yeah, he did. But he, you didn't know. Throw, he didn't throw it a lot. I, I no. know it's kind of like, that's why I always laugh. It's like, you know, he's not the the only bad QB to win a Super Bowl. You know, Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay wasn't awesome, but they were throwing. It was like Brad Johnson's out there throwing eight times either. So that's a damn <laughs> difference between don't throw that much and I'm afraid for you to throw. I just, like, I, that's, I don't remember seeing that. I just don't remember ever seeing something like that where they say, nah, you're done. You are done. I haven't seen it at this high level. And I, that, I've seen it like... This deep in I've the playoffs. Yeah, this deep in the playoffs, you normally don't see that. And that's hilarious where you have him and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, and he, we're not even say 300. And he broke 100 yards. Oh. But let Mahomes get 70 yards in like two, in two minutes. Let them Tennessee fans tell you he threw a sweet second second touchdown pass, and I'm just like, stop. <laughs> Tannehill, when he uh threw that uh the second yeah, touchdown. Yeah, great. Yeah, he'll throw a nice pass here and there. I'm like, they not playing in fog. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> it just, I guess we gonna wrap up because it just amazes me, especially when I watch college, and I just think about 
in America, it is few jobs that's more that's closest to royalty than being a professional quarterback. And we pay them so much money and we elevate them to such high, you know, high status in life. Yet it's so hard to find them. You trying to tell me all these billions of dollars in professional football and college football, and you can't have more than like eleven good pro quarterbacks? And like I've watched and I watch college, not a lot. I watch some of the game. I'm like, all these damn teams and most of the quarterbacks are trash. Is quarter is court is being a quarterback that hard or are we just doing something wrong? Um I think it is hard because if we only have, if you say we only have like top, a top top 10 or a top 11, or we just say top 12, and then the rest of them are average or below, then I guess the job is kind of hard. It's harder than what, what people try to make it out to be. It's not easy. I'm, I'm dubious towards that because it's kind of, I think a lot of us like coaching makes it hard because they want stuff done their way and it's stubborn because... I re- you know, I don't want to compare errors because I'm back in the 80s and 90s, two thirds of the team had good quarterbacks or like decent quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, you know, it was on a few. Now it's like half the team's always looking. Like, and we're even better than it used to be. Three or four years ago, it was like eight good quarterbacks. And everybody else was average and trash. That's why Ryan Fitzpatrick kept getting jobs because he had to. <laughs> And like now, I'm watching college, and I see, you know, it's like Joe. You see, like six or seven they name, and then what's the other 115 schools doing? Well, you know that, that that's another thing too: the drafting process of the QBs and there's expectations of some of these guys that they put on them. Like, okay, uh, not to keep dogpiling on him, but a guy like Jameis Winston. You saw what he was in college, and it was, you know, similar similar to what's I mean, going on now. But they just had a better he, better overall team. I mean, but he won a Heisman in a championship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's like you can see why he got picked first. But look how many Heisman. Mary- look how many Heisman but, QBs have failed though. But he wasn't no no most of them because they were like running backs that happened to throw. James Winston was like you know. Quintessential running, quintessential quarterback. He looked the part. He had the arm. James Winston's issue is decision making. It has nothing to do with skill. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's always even in college. Even when they were blowing people out, he would still have those. Oh, he threw for 300 or 400 yards, but he threw two or three picks. Well, come on. Somebody built like James Winston on Florida State that's going to be successful. Of course, going to get picked first. I mean, Mr. Bisky got picked in like what, second or third? Oh boy! That's so you think James? So you trying to tell me James Winston wasn't going to be like a top pick? Like, come on! Now. No, like, I'm not saying. Know. But what I'm saying is the way that the expectations. I get it. When he come out, okay, he's going to be this, this, this. When he goes to the pros, he can do this, this, this for a team. And then when he actually get there, and he's what in his what fifth year, fourth year? I'm not, I don't know I'm not here to. Here's the thing. I'm not here to write him off because people tend to forget how long it took Peyton Manning to become Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I get, but even years, I, years, he didn't win a playoff game until his sixth year. We'll see. Yeah. The verdict's still out on Jameis Winston, but it's, it's like you say, it's always been decision making. Because I mean, I think I even texted you one time. I was like, this is like watching Jeff George all over again without the chaos, without the but, like the madness. I wouldn't use Jameis Winston as an example because he actually has talent. 
I would use somebody kind of like, you know, you, like Mr. Trubisky. Why would you pick him? Why would you pick him that high? Knowing that. Like, Buffalo. Because I'm hearing that. They was, because they're talking a lot of trash. Like, oh, you know, they was, had their chest all out. Because they could have had Patrick. They could have had, they could have had Lamar Jackson, too. If they wanted. They picked, they chose Josh Allen. And at least Chicago fans have accepted the fact that they made a mistake not pitching Patrick Mahomes to Deshaun Watson. And they've accepted that. And they've, like, have been peace with that. Buffalo fans are delusional. They're still talking about, oh, no, anybody can do that. Um, such and such Pat Mahomes wouldn't be doing that if he was on the Bills. <laughs> Guess what? Josh Allen wouldn't be doing what he's doing if he was on the Chiefs either. So, well, come on now. Like, let's, let's stop the nonsense. You you reach for Josh Allen. Cause, and you just, it's not even a white thing with Josh Allen. And we even talked about that. It's just something where, I don't know if it's a regional thing. They just love rap. Like, he gets more credit for doing less than any quarterback I can remember since Tim Tebow. And he's better than Tim Tebow. But it's like, the way they talk about him, like, he's an up-and-coming star. And I'm like, compared to who? Like, look at the people in his age. What, compared to the Sean? Is he better than Sean Watson? No. No. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he better than Lamar Jackson? No. Is he better than Dak Prescott? No. Is he better than Carson Wentz? No. So who are you comparing him to? Sam Darnold? Uh, it must be. That, that must be who they compare him to. But they don't. They comparing him like to Sean Watson and Pat Mahomes. I'm like, he ain't that. And that's the problem. You have too many QBs you elevate when you shouldn't and you Give too much money before you can, because it's like, you know, you see that with Jimmy G. You definitely see that with Jared Goff, and y'all need to stop doing that. Like you pay you pay good QB. Like paying a lot of paying a lot of quarterback isn't a problem when they're good. It's a problem when it's when they're average and bad, because it's like, you know, you should pay quarterbacks a lot of money. You got Drew Brees, you ain't gonna pay him. You got Aaron Rodgers. You're not gonna you're not gonna pay Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Because you worry about signing the right tackle? That's what you're trying to tell me? You're right, because I guess maybe this is where we got the situation in, just like in Dallas now, where Dak think he should be paid something, and the, the team's saying, well, this is where we think you should be paid. And, and you know it. You know it's either <laughs> somebody going to have to wave the white flag. But you're going to pay him. Yeah. Even if you don't pay him what he wants, you're not going to pay him – Jacoby Brissett money. No. I'm going to pay him because it's like, you know, he is who you have. And what, you're not going to, what you going to do? Roll the dice and like, yeah, we're going to draft Jacob Fromm. We're going to draft Justin Herbert. No, we like, they're going to do that. So <laughs> if it was Terrell Owens, we'll just get rid of Dak and go get Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you know, don't, when you have, that's, that's the biggest issue that makes a break team is, Paying a QB, and I'm not one of these radicals that's talking about just draft a new one every three or four years. Because look how that turned out with the Dolphins; they've been doing that since they've been doing that since Dan Marino retired, and they still haven't found one. Like, no, when you have a good QB, you pay him. You just make sure he's a good one. Don't I, don't pay average good. And that was like, you know, we can wrap up. That was Minnesota's issue was they paid Kirk Cousins like he was Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy. And that's a mistake. Like, you don't, 
you know, if you believe in somebody, you pay them, but you got to be careful who you believe in. And they believe in Kirk Cousins in a way that no, most people's like, no. That's the thing. It was kind of like, it wasn't a whole thing like people speaking that in hindsight. It was like, Case Keenum. Like, no. Like, don't, you're going to pay that money. Like, keep, keep Case Keenum, pay him half, and get 85% of production. And you know, <clears throat> you know what the whole announcement when he got two years ago when we got him and stuff, the whole thing was, he's going to take us over the top. Okay, Case Keenum took us to the NFC Championship. He got well oh, next year. That's that's it. That is everything is gonna come together next year. His last year, because I don't believe he's gonna be back with Minnesota. Maybe I could be wrong, but I do. Kirk Cousins. Why not? I don't know, man. I, I just don't. I know. mean, who, that's who what I said. I don't know. I, I don't like. So you never know how a season may go. You never know how the team may go. So. Who's not to say we yeah. made dr- unless unless he gets hit by by um you know a snow a snow bike and they go four and four and twelve they not drafting Trevor Lawrence no 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 <laughs> like no, no, come no. on like that's not, not what I'm well, saying what I'm saying is they may draft a quarterback late in the late rounds or something like that and just keep him no late, you know, okay late what round like here's the thing about QBs. Once it's past the second round, you don't draft a third round quarterback if you assume he's gonna be your QB of the future. If yeah, but I have be, I have seen quarterbacks ha- go late though. No, that's by mistake. Trust me, Seattle. If they, the story about Russell Wilson, the Eagles wanted to draft him. They were going to draft him like three or four picks before they were going to get him. Seattle got him. Seattle didn't know what they had. And Philly tried to be too cute because if Philly really want to get him, they would have got him in the first round. They wouldn't have been all cute with it. And if and if Russell Wilson was like two inches taller, he going top five. They lucked out. They didn't know what they had Russell Wilson. Dallas damn sure didn't know what they had with Dak Prescott because if they did, he getting picked first, not Zeke Elliott. They just happened to luck into Dak Prescott because Tony Romo got hurt. That's all that was. You don't draft somebody in the fourth or fifth round and hope you luck out and become a franchise QB because it's too valuable. Like, if you think he's important, you get him first round or second round at the latest. But so, this is what I'm if saying. You, I know what you said, but I'm like, if you're getting somebody for the future, you don't do that. No. You you draft backups fourth or fifth round. Either you either you get somebody in the future or you get a backup. And if I you get somebody in the future, you need to draft them first round. And if you're doing that, Fine, you want to move for Kirk Cousins to get somebody like 25th, 26th? Cool. Not this whole, I'm going to get somebody in the third round and then I'm going to start him. And like, either you commit or you don't. You don't, you don't hedge your bets. Well, I'm, this is what I'm saying. I've seen Minnesota draft and I've seen a time where we even didn't even get a pick in. <laughs> so Minnesota and drafted, you can say that. What you say saying sounds absolutely right. But I know how my team drafts, and I know some of the things that they I do. Mean, y'all did draft Christian Ponder in the first round. <laughs> he, and with the expectation for him to start, y'all also drafted Teddy Bridgewater in the first round. And, expectation for him to start. Not this whole, we getting him and we, you know, hope for the best. Getting them as soon they start. No, when I'm saying that, I'm saying, okay, we have uh, Kurt for one more season. Uh, well, on paper. This will be his last season with us if we don't sign him back or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if we draft a quarterback this year to play, you know, to sit behind him and get ready for next year. 
That's what I'm saying. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just saying, man, hell, go, you know, and you know what? I really wish we never would have got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. I know why we got rid of him. They didn't know man. money. I get it. But uh, uh, enough talk, enough talk. You get depressed. So let's just move on. Let's just wrap it up with then. We hopefully will get a good championship game, you know, situation. Enjoy the games and have fun watching the games and avoid the hot takes because I'm done with that. I'm done with Twitter <laughs> and sports. Like I, I'm done for the time being. That's just just depressing because it's stupid. And people just say the same dumb stuff over and over again, and it just becomes noise. And it's like, you know, I'm here all like I'm, even smart people are like, you know, well, Lamar Jackson, he obviously played it, but imagine having 500 yards of offense. People talking about how bad. He <laughs> I, I'm like, he didn't play great, but come, like, are you serious? I know Ryan Tannehill was somewhere laughing his ass off. I got to say this, I because I've been saying it for the last two weeks. All those, um. Talking head shows ruin sports. And I'm not talking about like ruin the game of sports, but it gave everybody social media and talking head, the first takes, cold pizza, whenever the hell it all started. And so when social media and that came together, it was a wrap because all you're going to hear is a whole bunch of things that each each person is saying. You'll hear uh, Jake123 Eagles fan say something that Stephen A. Smith said all day. And then you hear it regurgitated by so many more people. Then you hear somebody else say something else from somebody else they hear talk. It's insane. Then sometimes you just hear some stupid shit. But, yeah, I can understand that. But, anyway, shout out to LSU for winning the, uh, the college national championship. There we go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to what? I was good for LSU because, one, I like Ed Orgeron. And, two, I can't stand Dabble Sweeney. Oh, that hypocritical prick. The day college players get a dime is the day I'm done coaching. And you, right before he goes to his damn horse farm, like the hell with him. And the, the fact that Clemson was a college powerhouse sickens me anyway. And Dabble's arrogant ass, like you know, we're playing for God's country, but you had not paid them boys because they ain't who you supposed to be. While he just raking in money like that shit. I already feel a certain way about college sports as it is. But people like Dabo Sweeney just reinforces that. So I was in, I don't have anything against Trevor Lawrence and I don't have anything against the players from Clemson at all. So I didn't really have a rooting in interest players wise. I definitely had a rooting interest coach wise. <laughs> yeah, Dabble, he one does. coach is likable and has a nice story, and one coach is an asshole. Um, yeah, and one hundred percent because he just bugs me. I don't know what it is about him. He just bugs me, and that whole. If they get paid, I'm like, yeah, nah, since I'm a millionaire, but if they get paid, nah, I'm out. I'm hanging it up, Chief. Anyway, we'll be back next week talking uh, the AFC NFC Championship games and Super Bowl. Uh, if you want to reach me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any inqu- any questions or comments, or even for Shahid, you can leave them at Jeff versus the World at yahoo.com and yeah we'll see you next week peace peace out